Welcome to the Gymnazo Podcast, where you get to peek behind the curtains of what it takes to create and run a seven-figure fitness facility that ranks in the top 5% of boutique fitness studios for revenue. But to be honest, that's the least important thing about us. Founded by me, Michael Hughes, Gymnazo has created an ecosystem of services that blend performance with restoration techniques and attracts top coaches to its facility. Hosted by its owners, Peyton and myself, and our top coaches, this podcast shares our best practices on everything from how to build a sustainable fitness business, to how to program for maximum results, to how to build a hybrid training module that's online and in person. We have marketing secrets, movement innovation, and breaking down trends in the industry. If you're a fitness professional or a fitness business owner, this is where you learn how to sharpen your skills and to see maximum results. Welcome to the Gymnazo Podcast. I'm today's host, Peyton Hughes, one of the owners of Gymnazo and Gymnazo EDU. And today I am interviewing Michael Hughes, husband and founder of Gymnazo. <laughs> I put husband first. And I'm gonna be to, we're gonna be talking about the way to structure your services in fitness and how to think beyond the typical models of either being kind of a personal training studio, if you will, or a group fitness um, operation, and what other models are out there. And then there's something that you call the ecosystem, and I want to make sure people understand, what the heck is that? Are you some environmentally friendly fitness group, or do you have something (laughs) secretly going on that we need to know about? So I think that's all we're going to cover in today's podcast, so sit back and enjoy. And so Michael... I want to ask you to start off with where you began kind of your fitness journey. What service did you start with when you started fitness training? Yeah, it all came down to the job title of personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And in itself, that is the job, right? You personally train one other human being and you have that hour set up. And my first, I remember my my first goal uh, was to make $150 per day. That was it. That's so awesome. I know. I know. <laughs> no, because at that point, you know, was, let's say I was charging, I think I was like charging like $60, but I only got like 30% of that, 40% of that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And I mean, it's like even today, like we're, we'll get stoked if we have a $3,000 day. Just, it's insane to think of the difference, but, Gosh. but go bring, I mean, yeah. seriously, I have to I, look at some of the milestones and be like, I remember when hitting like $15,000 in a month was a huge deal. And now it's like, Oh, I remember 12,000. The first time we hit 12,000. Yeah. I mean, literally like, yes. Okay. Yeah, it was so good. Okay. It was so, good. Okay. so go, personal going training. back to personal training. <laughs> so it was like personal training. Um, that's where it started. And, um, uh, yeah. And it was filling my schedule. You know, I had, I had a nine o'clock. Cool. Let's try to get a 10 o'clock. Let's try to, dang it. I don't have anyone until three. Okay. Well, luckily I have class at 12. This is in college. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's one-on-one training. One and, hour for $1. Okay. So talk to me about whether you felt like, how did you feel about that service once you were able to stack your schedule the way you wanted? Well, you feel so super accomplished, right? Like as a personal trainer, it feels good. Like I got six people today. Yeah. yeah, right on. And I, I think that's actually a pretty good workload. Six clients, five yeah. five to eight clients. Eight clients, you're, man, that's a day. For a personal trainer, it's a lot of energy mm-hmm. to, to knock out. You know, th- four in the morning, lunch, four in the afternoon. Sounds awesome. That's an easy work day. But that's not how it works for a personal trainer. I don't know, man. Four in the morning sounds no, no, pretty rough. No, four sessions in oh. the morning time. <laughs> 
four in the morning. Because it is literally like four in in the morning. Yeah. 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Yeah, no, I remember. You You used to wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah, you don't train on the nine to five schedule because that's when people are working. Yeah, it's true. You know? In fitness, like you really get to experience the full range of the the pockets of time during the day, which gets exhausting. But I want you to tell me what were the pain points of just having one service? Uh, the pain point of just having one service is <laughs> the cancellation. Yeah. You lose, I probably would lose um, a few hundred dollars per week in just cancellations or reschedules that got pushed to the next week mm-hmm. or to the next month. So in tracking, you lose it. Yeah. Like, I mean, still money in your pocket, right? Yeah, but, you still have it, but don't. But you didn't get it that month that you had bills to pay, right? Exactly, like you just push the revenue to the life, next month. Exactly. Uh, so that was the, probably the biggest thing. And then starting to manage, you know, once you start getting above 15, 20 clients, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one, half hours or hours, right? You know, that's you have to manage now 15 to 20 different schedules. Yeah. And that's a lot of administrative time. As well as obviously making time to program at some point. In your uh, well, life. I, you know, I'm not bringing that up because in the first when I first started, I didn't program. Really? No, I'm 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 sad to say it, but it's the truth. I just showed up, looked at them, sweet, awesome, let's rock and roll. You, know, I'd write down workouts as yeah. actually as, as I'm doing it. If it was programming on the go. Yeah. And I thought that was what a cool thing. I'm just programming on the go because I get to really customize it for the moment. And yeah, and that's certainly a, a, a strategy. Yeah. Then I used it for a long time. I despise that strategy now. Yeah. But. But you don't but, know what you don't know. Exactly. 100%. I'm not going to, yeah, I don't want to beat, uh, beat up my, my past self. Thank you very much for telling me about that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to beat up my past self or something I just didn't know. I just, you know, um, yeah. they don't really talk about programming that much in, in general personal training certifications. They certainly talk about it, but not not in a way that I thought was very, very good. Anyways, so a lot of programming, a lot of scheduling, mm-hmm. and a lot of managing a lot of people's lives because you got to get personal, you know? Yeah, I remember when I first met you and you were still a personal trainer or just getting into the next service, which we'll talk about here, you mentioned how much you feel like you can be a therapist to people. Oh, I think I think a hairdresser, quote unquote, yeah. that person and personal trainers. Yeah. I'm sure there's another one out there. I'm, I'm, I may be missing. I forgive me that industry. Maybe actual therapists. Well, I mean, yeah. I course. mean, as business consultants, I would say that yeah. we can get into therapy as well. Well, I mean, and especially with training and conditioning, you know, um, well, even even doing hair, right? Yeah, it's you're working on someone's physicality. Yeah, hair, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's and they walk out of that salon feeling good, mm-hmm. and all you did is cut their hair. Mm-hmm. So how does it make them feel, right? And what is what is feeling? Well, that's to me that's mental. Yeah. And how does it make them be? They're, they're, I use the word their chimney cricket, right? Their soul. Who do they talk to? Their inner voice, right? That's that's the whole. That's what's truly being affected. Oh, you're smiling big. I'm, I'm smiling because this is a full rabbit trail off the topic <laughs> here, as we've dived into hairdressers and all that jazz. Well, and you just dropped some great soulful language. But it's the what to bring it all back. It's the <laughs> interconnectedness, yeah. hence the ecosystem. Yeah. And if you realize it's there, if you at least people may know well, that they I would don't know. not call that the ecosystem. No, I no, do no, not no, want no. to confuse people. No, of course not. No, but it, it is the same concept that right? it is. Yeah, you're not just dealing with one thing Let's though. keep that, 
that word for what we're going to talk about, which is a suite of services. You that, got it. You got yes. it. Yes. Okay. okay. So, whoa, let's get back on track here <laughs> with uh, the second service. So talk to me about the, you like you kind of got into the pain point. I'm just going to give it a quick comment here. When, when you talked about it with personal training, the bottleneck was the cancellations. The bottleneck was to constantly trading time for money and zero leverage of your time. Mm-hmm. And then always, even if you put in an eight hour, eight client work day, you still have to do a lot of administration. You're constantly getting your phones buzzing and people scheduling changes and all these different things. And, and at some point you pretty much realize for you to take a vacation, you're going to lose money every single time. And maybe lose clients because they want to keep going and they're not going to stop. Yeah. So they're going to go find something else to do. Yeah. Or you're worried they're going to go train with somebody else like their style and cut back on sessions with you or leave you. And so it creates, yeah. And so it create, created just this like, like this constant, like you can't get out of your work. Like you're, you're almost a slave to the trade. Hmm. I think I use that term often. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I've heard. A lot of people get really excited about personal training, get really amped about booking their schedule. And then how long, how many months can they sustain that before they realize, oh crap, I can't leave the job I've just created for myself, which means that, that it's, yeah. Anyways, so it kind of wears them down. So talk to me about what you did next. What was the next service you brought in? Well, the next service was bringing in, it's like, okay, let's full let leverage. Yeah. You know, um, it's like, let's just go for it. And it was bringing in group training. Well, it wasn't like full leverage. Well, I, mean, I mean, like, let's, goal. you didn't, you didn't go like Orange Theory Fitness, pack them in like sardines. Here's 30 people in a room. Thank you. That is full leverage. Yeah. Yes. That's full leverage. You yeah. had, you had some standards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> full leverage in terms of what I'm thinking about. I appreciate the context. Um, uh, full leverage was bringing, it's like, let's start to bring like you have like partner training, right? Mm-hmm. Two people share the session. They both pay less, but you make more as a trainer. Yeah. Well, let's compound that. Yeah. And um, it really came to the point, like that's when CrossFit really, I don't say really, but started to become popular with um, amongst trainers, mm-hmm. not amongst cl- athletes and clients. Because this is trainers. 2010 we're talking about, right? Yeah. 2009? Yep. Yeah. It started to become like, okay, th- there's a, you know, not, not the world doesn't know about this place, but the trainers know about it. And realizing that this group training is very possible. So do it. And uh, finding the certain clients, like you got to find the right clients that would blend together first. Mm-hmm. And realizing that doing one train, one program for one person, like I, I got to the point, again, that I would probably write maybe, I was writing programs at that time, writing probably four to five programs for eight people. Hmm. And I would just modify. Because, you know, Jim and... And uh, Jerry, I saw him at two different parts parts of the day, but they were kind of, they wanted the same goals. They wanted to get more muscle mass, lose weight, and look better. And they're both around the same demographic with the same both kind of aches in the and pains. yeah, both in, from the thirty. Well, aches and pains was like oof, yeah. You know, we didn't. We, I guess yeah. at that point we weren't really happy to discuss that. No, you avoid aches and pains. Like your modification yeah. was around. You modified not to make it an exercise cooler, better. It was to get rid of the Smarter, pain. Smarter, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, it hurts you to lunge, do a push-up. 100%. Like, Let's, what? Like, I'm supposed to be working my yeah. lower body strength. Walk Anybody away. knows you just got benched right. in the workout. Right. It was really just stopping the, the, the pain and keeping them moving. Yeah. So you just go make the easy answer, uh, change up the process. Yeah. So um, so then having a conversation with someone, it's like, hey, I think I want to save you money. I don't think. like I think I'm going to 
go through this process and I want to save you money and I'll save you time. And I remember like, I, like in my head, like in the big box gym talking to a client of mine and I remember like exactly where I was and like selling him that group was going to be better for him. And it was like selling the fact that I'm going to charge you significantly less money. Yeah. And it's still going to be better. <laughs> like yeah. Those, those, it's those, an easy sell going that route, I think. Well, it's, they're so used to one-on-one. Like, I'm going to share your time, Michael. Like, no, they, it wasn't an easy sell. Oh. It wasn't. All right. Tell us, talk us through that for a minute. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but no, what, but what it was, actually worked? What, what actually works is it, like you had to find just that one group of people that wanted that awesome time. You know, that, let's, call it, let's call it 945, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the parent hour. I'm not going to call it the mom hour because it's the parent hour. Yeah. You know, it's really the mom hour. But, you know, it's like Guinness. And, but that one client had that time and everyone's just kind of sneaking around it. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I can come at 11 after drop off from school or whatever the case is. Or I got to show up before preschool ends out. So I'm going to come at 11 o'clock, you know. And you start to, you have to really gain your people up and it's a slow roll. It's a, it's a slow roll. It doesn't happen in a weekend. I wish it did. Oh, man. I worked on that for probably three to three to six months. Really? Converting. To move your roster into group? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. Now, how is that financially for you? You lose money. Yeah. No, straight up. Straight yeah. up, you, you get less money. And you have to ride that through. What percent of people were eventually bought in and how many people were just like, sorry, Michael, I love you, but you're going the wrong direction for me? Um, uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 8 out of 10. 8, eight out, out of 10, 10 bought in. No, no, okay. 8 out of 10 moved. There were some people. Moved I just, into group. Yeah, I yeah. moved into group. Uh, there was, for the people who didn't move in, I didn't even offer it. Yeah, because they were just not the clientele that I was building the 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 demographic for. Like I, you know, I built a demographic based program. Yeah, and it was going to fit the twenty or you know whatever to forty five. Well, and then you have to make that horrible decision as a personal trainer, which is where we get a lot of resistance with our clients. Is like, okay, you're going to need to make. You know, you're going to need to make a group. Well, everybody wants nine o'clock, but my best paying client, my favorite mm-hmm. client is sitting there at nine 30 and I don't want to budge them. They've been my bread and butter. We're best friends. Right. And you're like, okay, sorry, but you have to realize that, that it's better for, you can serve a lot more people and make better money, which stabilizes you and your business and, and protects you from the hobby job mm-hmm. scenario. So you're going to have to make that call. Right. And what's interesting, like as as I was making that transition, the clients liked it. Like to me, it's like I use this the, this term a lot. You got to get butts in seats. You got to be people to try it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like just you, try it. If you hate it, you can. We can talk exactly, about it, right? Exactly. And the workout was harder. Mm-hmm. They got more value out of it from a workout because in personal training, I think a lot of personal trainers will admit this. There's a lot of chatting mm-hmm. in personal training. There's Dude, a lot of there's our th- banker literally just booked a one-on-one with you last week just to talk to you. And he literally told me it's the best money he spent all month. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you really didn't train at all? A little bit. I know. We definitely did. So funny. But as a personal trainer, I'm going back to even my first job at Bally Total Fitness. I had clients literally, we talked the whole time. Yeah. And I said, gosh, I can't charge her for this session. They said, of course you will. Absolutely you will. This was a great hour for my day. I get it, right? And that's the whole therapy yeah. side, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's connection. There's it's so much more to personal training so as a profession. Yeah. So there's a lot of chatter. So therefore, when there's chatter, there's not much working out. 
Yeah, so when you get in the group dynamic, then they've got a partner. They yeah. maybe are a little bit competitive because you're trying to pair people with like skill sets and personalities. And right, a lot less chatter, or it's chatter within a small like the, yeah. the, the like the clock shuts people up. I don't mean mm-hmm. that in a, in a negative way, right? It's time yeah. to go now. You yeah. you got to go. It sets the parameters and exactly. boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, I don't like the word shut up, but um, you know, it keeps people moving. So um, getting that going was great, but then I, I realized. Mm-hmm. You know, like group is awesome. You know, it really is. It was so cool. But it's really hard to cancel a client that you've been with for a long time. I don't mean cancel culture. People, you know, sorry, that's a hot word right, right, right now, you know. But to say, I can't train you anymore because I have this group coming up. Yeah. And uh, that was that was hard. That was really hard. And there was a few clients I just held on to. I don't, I don't believe in getting rid of one-on-one training altogether. Yeah. I, I really don't. There's a huge, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about how we really brought it, brought back an emphasis right. with a smarter approach. But in the beginning, I did. I yeah. only kept, I think I only kept two. Yeah. Two personal training clients. And then I just went group hard. Yeah. Hard. And this was back when, honestly, like you were saying, CrossFit was just starting to get into the model of like kind of a smaller group feel mm-hmm. um, compared to like the, the, the trainer on stage follow along with me. Like that was said. really when, when you started figuring out the leverage piece was before small group training is t- today. It's or, the hottest thing in fitness now. Yeah, it is, right. but it wasn't at the time. And no. I think that was one of the coolest things where like you didn't have a model to follow. You were just like, I just need to make more money with this. This seems to make sense. I think you were like, how many people are on a Navy SEAL team? Great. That's the number, no, max that's number of humans. exactly <laughs> what it was. And <laughs> that's I, how you capped your, yeah, your, your numbers. Yeah, and I think it's six, if, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe it's eight. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, cool. So that's the, that's the ample size of a team. And it maybe is. Yeah. But that's not the amplest way to, to make a business. Yeah. So we ended up kind of playing this, doing this dance of value and leverage, right? Mm-hmm. It's always, and value can be your value, but always the client's value. And people will pay where value is clear. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like, it was like, okay, well, can we get it up to eight people? Oh gosh. I remember being like nervous. Like, can I take two more people? Is it going to ruin it? Are people going to be per- perception of lower value? And it yeah. was like worrisome for you. Yeah. Cause we were charging $30 a workout with six yeah and first and that's like semi-private as yeah. we look at it you know so that's a heavy semi-private but i'm glad you're throwing these numbers out because if i was a trainer i'd be like literally like how did you do it and what were you charging so this yeah. is good yeah so then i dropped the price because i felt that more people should be cheaper price and that attracted more people to it because it they could afford different level different people different types of people could afford different things so yeah. um okay so then you just have one group training mm-hmm how do you split into two programs? Because that's the next thing you did. Yeah, so then it was it was build one program, mm-hmm. and then um, it was actually in an internship that I was experiencing. And I, th- this is what I want to emphasize to people so much: learn from others. Yeah. Best practices. Yeah. Hire a coach. I, I I joined an internship with another gym in town, and they had two two groups. I was like, what a, what a great idea. I get, I get, they get the high level athletes and they're just the general pop training at the same time, two different workouts, one coach managing two workouts. Yeah. I was like, what a great idea. Okay. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. And I, I just, I just impl- implemented it and it's double the programming. But the cool thing about programming group, you have to program. There's no, sh- I mean, excuse yeah. me. I do know of gyms yep. that just show up and do group programming on the fly and 
But Ooh. most training, most trainers I would, hope would not. So. Yeah. I would hope so. But that's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> I just call that stressful. So yeah, it's writing two workouts and then you describe one, they get going, you describe the other and they get going. It's, yeah. and, and it's great. But two is not enough. Mm-mm. Not enough. Well, because you had like the intermediate fitness people, the more advanced fitness people. And then it, what, this is one of the other key pieces of how to build out your business is you need to listen to the voice of the customer. Mm-hmm. Not just all voices, the ones that you go, oh my gosh, you're literally my dream client. And when your dream client speaks and, and you like, that's where you get this like intuition, like that's right. Mm-hmm. I need to do what that is. Yeah. Not just, I'm not advocating anytime anybody gives you an idea, no, go and no. build that. I'm no. talking about when somebody gives you an idea and you look at them and you say, I could build a business around you yep. as a client. And that client I just saw this morning was pretty cool. Same, Miss Debbie. <laughs> yeah, the same client. Uh, the, the, the mother of Aro. <laughs> yeah, or, or it's now called G one for group yeah. level one. Yeah, so it was it was building that building that 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 intermediate level G two as we look at it now, and then uh, uh, starting G two, and then those trainers, those athletes got good. So you mm-hmm. bump them into the G three, a different yes. name then, and then but then literally trying to say, okay, well let's get let's get the baby boomer, which was my I that was who Michael Hughes was yes. designed to train. Yes, the okay. over forty crowd is your. Like, I swear that's who we built our business off of. Yeah. Because have. every business can attract 20, 30-year-olds in uh-huh. fitness. 100%. Like, that, you don't build a business around the demographic that shows up all the time to every fitness program under the sun. You build a fitness program around the demographic nobody's chasing and then just dominate that. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that's like another little tip in there. Mm-hmm. Specialize. Specialize. And yep. so you saw when Debbie said, I want to do it, but I can't do, what did she say? She said, I can't do the box. I can't, I can't get the impact. My knees yeah. can't manage that. Um, I'm, a, I'm a great athlete, Michael, and she certainly is. She says, yeah. My knees can't manage that. And she said, if you can do this, I'll bring eight friends or 10 friends or how many friends, uh, she said. It was, it was four, but... But you could build with four plus her five starting out. That's a group. You can be profitable. Oh, I was amped. I was like, four? Like four? Are you kidding me? Four? That's big money. That was big money. I was amped. I'm like, heck yeah. I went and started writing that program immediately. Talked to Trevor about it yeah. as our coach at the time. And this great idea. Like, you know, because we at that time we had like six uh, six stations. There's always six uh, stations, one per person. Hence why it was yep. six. Um and uh, bada bing, bada boom, like there's going to be stretching built into it and this, and it's not going to be just hardcore, it's going to be that. And Trevor's like, that's a bad idea. Don't throw stretching in there. <laughs> You're going to hate that. Uh, we didn't put stretching into it, but now we have a whole stretching group class. Yeah, one of some of our most popular classes today yeah. are recovery-based. Yeah, um, yeah and, that was, and that was it. And, that's, and then our group one blew up, and that's when we started had, having times at like 3 p.m. Yeah, like because off crazy times. Yeah, or 11 a.m. Because it was yeah. like we we had like the diehard 6 a.m.ers, like the Type A of Type A's, C-suite executives showing up, and then it goes into kind of like the the self-employed men, the yeah. the mom, the soccer mom crew. Then it just kind of like school age mom, the school age yeah. mom crew, and then there's like nothing, and then there's the noon crew that's super intense, kind of modeling after the 6 a.m. Exactly. And then it's sort of this lull until it's the four, five, and six right. in the evening. I mean, you're doing even a four o'clock. Who's going to show up to a four o'clock? Yeah, it's 
you know, they're, they're still working. Four o'clock is way busier than the five. Yeah. But because it, it fits our demographic. Our demographic has more flexibility. Off, they get off work earlier. Yeah. So we ended up being able to fill some of these pockets because that's the other dilemma you get in is like group training. Um, you look at a lot of schedules and it's like two in the morning, one in the afternoon and two in three, the morning. or maybe like three <laughs> no, and yeah, yeah, three classes. You. Thank you. Yeah. Two or three classes in the morning. You know, that's like the peak time. And then there's a couple, maybe like midday, maybe one. Okay. So evenings. one of our old, uh, one of our old clients, she's still a client of ours. She brought me one of my first flyers. Oh, I know. It's so cool. <laughs> it's, and then Jackson ripped it. Oh no. Or drew on it with it's our pen. son. I know. <laughs> um, anyways. Classic. It's okay. Um, it was in pristine con- uh, condition too. Um, first time of the, of the morning, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 5.30 a.m. My first group, 9.30 mm-hmm. and then noon. Yeah. Those are my three times. So, but could you survive happily on the income that those three times could? As a for, as a as hobby a, job trainer, with well, just a, as another a single spouse? trainer. No, there's yeah. no way. Yeah, I mean, excuse me. I mean, it depends on your quality of life, right? Yeah, it depends but, on your standard of living. We're in California. If you're in Oklahoma, it might be different. Maybe different. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But in San Luis Obispo, Central Coast, California, the 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 payroll of life for a mid twenty year old was just was not just fine. It was doable. Yeah. You know, but I, you know. Okay, so, so but let's. But as a, as a career? Yeah. No, kidding okay. me? No way. So, um, okay, so we've got three different levels of group training now. You've held on to your two sweetheart personal training clients. Mm-hmm. What was missing for you? Because cause in the backdrop of this, you've massively invested. You literally invested half of your annual salary in one year into a continuing education program that was 10 months long. Yep. Which I just have to say, like, that's a, like, that's a baller move. Take half of your salary and invest it in a program. I just want to say that because a lot of times we get quibbled about, you know, price. I can only afford something for $99. Like, straight up, you are not going to elevate your career for $99. Yeah, but if sorry. you're serious about really skill acquisition from a place of science and knowledge and true mastery over something, like, you're going to have to put some dollars down. But, but in the backdrop of building out your group... You had built out your skill set, and then you became obsessed with solving musculoskeletal dysfunction, but then you walk into a group dynamic, and how are you going to help somebody whose left knee's hurting in a squat? It's the craziest thing. Like every session, you just see <laughs> yeah. all the problems of your program. You see all yeah. the problems of movement. So, yeah, because cool. the smarter you get, the smarter exactly. everything has to get. Otherwise, you constantly right. feel like you have imposter syndrome about every element of your business. Right. So, like every time we'd rewrite a program, we're like, "Gosh, what a crappy program!" I remember Trevor and I, like, "Man, I can't believe you wrote that." Yeah. Like, gosh, I'm glad you we still, rewrite this. I mean, we you still guys do. Still that. feel like that. Yeah. It's so it's so fascinating. Like, gosh, we actually wrote that. We actually did that. So that we could control. Yeah. But you can't control someone's knee pain in mm-hmm. a group session. So you try. Yes. I remember doing like straight up like things that we do in one-on-one training. Like remember Lucas was here. Like the dude was doing like some straight hands-on, you know, guiding of bones in a in a group session. We're like, <laughs> dude, yeah. Right. Hold on, yeah. You know, it's like we got that. That has its place in time. You know, uh, but but you're ignoring five to exactly. ten humans right. to give all of your attention, and then it became this whole hey, that's. 
you, people are feeling ignored. We're right. getting feedback that like they're playing favorites because clients think you're playing favorites. Right. So like this heart of gold type of training, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. comes down to, it's like, you know, you have to, you know, you, ha- you have to have your place in time. Like, yeah. you know, so it, we realized that we have this capacity to mm-hmm. do more as a trainer but we didn't have the service offering to do it. So we sold them into one-on-one training and that was our revival of yeah. one-on-one training, but truly not the true revival. It was our, it was our initial one. And the goal was never though, I want to be super clear. The goal was only to be like, okay, when you're, when somebody's in a place that's impacting their ability to, to continue to work out at the level they want, when they're getting frustrated and when they're considering stopping, mm-hmm. like it's in that moment of complete frustration where we say, Hey, can we put a couple sessions together, you and I, and can we try to get to the bottom of this and teach you how to foam roll and teach you how to do these different things pre and post your workouts right. so that we can help you stay in the program because it became very apparent that group training spits people out. In- inherently, inherently, the model is just not focused enough. Yeah. I mean, we, and we obsessed about smarter programming and blending restoration and performance, which is like our signature, which helps, but it's not, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. And so I remember like after sessions, we just hang out with people for like five, 10, 15, half hour sometimes yeah. post session, just helping them out, which, which is a good business, right? Cause well, hold, mm. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my, my thought here. It's good business because you want that person to continue to train with you mm. and you have to keep them there. We didn't have the service offering to get paid for it. Yeah. And that's bad business in a because sense. Because I came in sort of like, well, at that you, point I was engaged in the business and running it. And I was like, there's just no way you can, we can spend half an hour with clients after every session. Like, this is crazy. And then if we become known for that, what happens when three people are hanging around trying to get more time and like, we need to find something to sell them. Or we had a session coming up in in five minutes. In five minutes. And then, and then they're frustrated because they don't really know what you're trying to do. And then it's confusing and they're trying to be nice, but they're totally unclear with what you're up to and no results are made. And it's just this awkward interaction. Yep. Exactly. 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 So it's like, okay, gold can't win in that scenario. No, you can't. And so like when you have a bleeding heart that just wants to serve, people, that's your biggest asset, greatest liability. And if you don't have a, a clear path for people to continue to work with you at a higher value, both costs are spending more, which means they care more and they show up more as well as you're showing up to the table going, okay, I need to make sure they get every dollar of their value out of this session. And mm-hmm. so the, the, the value proposition shifts. Right. So what we do is, you know, the, our sessions at that point were like something like down to like $9, $12, $15 workout. per yeah. workout. And so we're now selling 80, 90, a hundred dollars an hour Yeah. when they're spending that a month. Yeah. And it was a hard sell. So people yeah. just say, like, I, I really appreciate what you can do. With, like, honestly, they would say that. I, I totally get what you're trying to get me to do. I'm just not going to pay that. If they couldn't afford it or the case yeah. or we wanted to We five also sessions. have the stigma of you're a personal trainer. Uh, I'm going to go see my chiropractor. Definitely had to I'm going to go see my that. doctor. Definitely. Like, that was, like, the amount of, even to this day, the amount of clients that we continue to have who would still be like, I love you guys. You're awesome. I'm still going to go talk to my chiropractor. It's just the institutional bias is so profound. It's deserved. Yeah. But not here. It's still a bias. A bias yeah. doesn't entirely mean it's good or bad. That's true. But. Yeah. And so, the, so that was a tough battle. 
And, uh, and that's, uh, maybe you want to intro the next step. Yeah. So then, um, you had a habit, I want to say like you're, there's a lot of different kinds of innovators out there. Like there's people who like love to stare at a blank page and like from the blank page, like the entire 3d castle is built. Like they're just, they love the blank slate approach. There are other people who like could stare at a blank page and be like, I don't know what to create here. And they, they are improvers. They, they want to see how something's done because instantly they can see how they could make it better, how they could tweak it, how they could make it theirs. And you've always been that kind of innovator, the yep. second one. Yep. So for you, you would do, I want to say like three or four years in a row, you do like a pilgrimage to go and see like really cool and inspiring facilities to you. Mm-hmm. And you would spend a couple of days and you would let the owners know, like, I'm coming. I just want to check some classes out. I want to take some classes. I want to talk to you. I want to learn what you're up to. And the number one place you would go to would be Train for the Game in Austin, Texas. Yep. One of our sister brother gyms, and yeah. we love them. Shout out to Chris Brayton. Shout out to Todd Wright. Shout out to Davey. Shout out to Jessica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the others. Yeah. Yeah. So... And Logan. And yeah, to Logan. I can't say Gosh, you have to, right. to say Logan. Um, so anyways, um, you would go there every year. I want to say every August. I, I went twice. Okay, twice. Maybe uh, I, I twice. thought you went more. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You I, took I, me I, once. Yeah, exactly. I went with, uh, with, with my good buddy and fellow uh, gifter, John. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then went back with you on much more of a like, hey, the, I need talk. you to see this business yeah. model because I think we need to look, we need to understand it. And they were so generous and like they made time. They told us how much they're paying people. They told us, they showed us how they're programming. They showed us how, how they're charging. They, they talked to us about how. It's open sourcing. Yeah. I mean. For the betterment of. A hundred percent. And it was like, the, what, yeah. it was so beautiful because in our industry, we're so damn competitive. And it's like we all like guard our little trade secrets, but like when a freaking place in Pennsylvania wants to learn about what we're up to, like how are we not going to tell them? Or, or now we've just figured out a way to put turn it into a coaching program so people can learn from us, like with our focused attention and not just if we happen to have an extra thirty minutes if they drive six right. hours to see us, right? right? But we do. We get people coming from all over the world coming and being like, we want to come hang out with you guys, and so. Um, I guess we'll throw this out, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, that sounds like a great idea, I'd love to come see what Gymnaz is all about. Please let us know. Please. We love it. Yeah. We we love it, love it, love it. Because I've been it. I've been that person. Yeah, we'll we'll set you up with some sessions to kind of get you into the feel of all the different things we offer. So, and now we got a sweet airport that flies in from a lot of places. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty simple. Yeah, a lot of people drive. Just fly. Yeah, don't. They always like fly. They're gonna. I'm gonna fly from L or drive from. San Diego. And it's like, do you realize it's like a six hour drive, seven with traffic? Like just fly. Like anyways, side note, um, we'll take you to dinner. Um, but anyways, so we, so you end up taking us, taking me with you and we see what's called semi-private, which which is is in the, in the industries, it's more popular known as small group, but to us, small group is one, one on 12. Yeah. One on 16. This is one on four. Yeah. Right. So just to be clear, right, yeah. it's one on four training and it's specialized and a lot. And then what they did, it was really, it was, I loved it, man. Chris did a great job. He gave me a unique workout mm-hmm. to what you did. In fact, I had some lower back pain at that, at, during that yeah, session. He asked you and I a couple questions and literally on-sited yep. the session with two other real clients. And we're like the, like. Yep. What the heck are we doing? And he's like, Peyton, go over there and foam roll this. Michael, I want you to get in the stretching cage and do this. And then these other guys like know enough to be like, okay, they're going through their first little locomotion drills. And we're like, whoa, 
he's literally court, like orchestrating four different workout programs with four different athletes from t- with totally different things going on. And he's just ro- rocking it. It's literally an orchestra. And he's it the conductor. It was so badass. And I felt... And I literally felt that that was my personal workout. And Chris came over and he yeah. chatted me when I needed it. Yes, but he wasn't, wasn't watching your ass as you squatted. Like, I yeah. mean, that's literally the thing that I hated about personal training. Yeah, it's, it's some people's like, it's too much attention. Yeah. And it allowed him. And we knew what the business pricing structure was and how it all worked out. And mm-hmm. it made way more financial sense mm-hmm. doing that than one-on-one. Not as much financial sense as doing group. But you got the best of both worlds. Yeah, but you and you get your VIPs because yeah. there's a demographic that's like I want a higher value, but not like my best friend talk chit chatting with me as mm-hmm. I'm trying to breathe through freaking hard exercise. Like, yeah. so you kind of get it. To us, it's it's ultimately the coolest thing ever, and our coaches love it. Like, you want to energize your fitness staff. Throw them into this kind of training model, and they are lit up because they are on. They are problem-solving. They are going. They have curated the programming, and they are just dynamic. The key on this one, though, is the back end. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a strong back end model on how this system works, you're going to be stressing yourself out. You mean how to program? Yeah, because most people just give one workout and just kind of tweak it for 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 those four or five people. That's how most, yeah. from what I've from, from what I've seen, from what I've been told, we do that for the group. We do that with sixteen. Yeah. You know, we tweak it for all those sixteen people, and they do one workout. Right. Yeah. That's what we do. But to but to program for four people and not be constantly programming, like we have a system on how we program. Yeah. File system. If you have multiple coaches training one person, we highly highly suggest that. Mm-hmm. You know, we want multiple eyes on the same type of of uh, the same clientele. It's not me only training these people. Because you get so much more done, you get so much more impact, you get so much more um, than what you think. It's just building the back end service, the communication. Da, da, da. I yeah. have to say that because um, it's like, how do you do that? Well, I want this podcast to be a, a moment to share that, just a little brief. Yeah. So that was like the sweet spot. And so we got that inspiration from Train for the Game. We've got to give him some credit. That was powerful. And I, and I felt it. And I was like, okay, I see how this is. Like if we've got exclusive, which is what we call personal training, and we've got these three levels of group, semi-private's like such a perfect in-between spot because you can tell people like who are injured or getting in, getting funky in, in the group fitness, but they don't want to stop. But you're like, I can see the writing on the wall. Like you're going to get an injury mm-hmm. and you're just stubborn enough to not want to stop because you were so, you love what the routine gives you. We get it. Like it's really powerful here. It's not 150 bucks an hour or a hundred bucks an hour. It's 40, 40 bucks for the hour. That's an easier sell. But then the problem became, you can't take people from group and plop them into semi-private. How do you program for somebody without analyzing their movement? And that's when you said, we need a, a screening, like a movement screen that we can take people through and actually figure out way more than just the shoulder that's bugging them. Like what's really going on in their body? Yeah, like all these different things we came through, we came through by trial, by fire and yes. error. 
Yes, completely. Like, we just people jump into, into yeah. summer private, sign up. We have no idea who they are. Yeah, there's no program written. So no the coach is written. totally stressed out going like, I don't even know. But like one coach said they were having elbow pain. Right. What was making you have elbow pain? Well, I don't know. I kind of forget what we were doing. Great. Welcome to the workout. Yeah, so you're doing a movement <laughs> assessment in real time yeah. while coaching through other people. Yeah. Like, so you're <sighs> just like, okay, this just, okay, this this just is dro- dropped you in the full deep end right. with waves. So it's really, yeah, it's really cool. So we, we set parameters, right? We, we set up sign-up walls, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you can't just sign up for G3. You have to test in. Like, I mean, that was a big, that was a big process for us because yeah. people getting into G3, like, gosh, you're just, you're just not there yet with your, with your movement. Well, that's hold on. I want to keep going back to the 3D assessment. Well, I saw because that's important. But is and and that same line, it was like you can't just go do that. So my problem, you just can't go do that. So we have to we have to get some 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 sort of baseline. Yeah. And putting up walls, structures, like impassable sign up walls, was perfect. I literally kept thinking of you actually resurrecting walls. Oh yeah. Sorry, I missed that metaphor. Um, Paywalls, yeah, pe- yeah, scheduling exactly. walls. Anyways, exactly. we got to yeah. keep kind of rolling. People here. just couldn't sign up for semi-private. They had to have a one-on-one assessment, movement assessment yes. first. Then we click a box in the software. Then they can go sign, sign up for it. Yeah. Right. But we had to do that though. We had to actually put up walls metaphorically. <laughs> and that barriers. Was, right. Yeah, I don't know that that's better. So then it gave the the coach time to assess, to personally connect, mm-hmm. which is super important. And build then, belief around how smart we were, what we knew, get them to feel it in their body. Because once they yeah. could believe that we knew our shit, they would stay. And put together the strategy and have enough time to actually build a program yeah. that another coach could implement. Yes. And that was that was Because the then key. the key coach that, key. that does the screen, which by the way, had to be a senior coach. Like we had literally for every one of these um, services, we have levels of education you have to be certified in to be even able to coach. Once you're certified, we have to like shadow you and work with you until we know you can handle clients. Mm-hmm. So it created this career path for brand new trainers. Side note, that was super important because you got ambitious, extroverted coaches. They aren't going to be happy staying in your company if all they do is do six group sessions every day. Yeah, I was just talking to Mitch about that. Like, ha- like really, like, I was really loving my job because I was the one coach doing one-on-one yes, and doing group and everyone else was just doing group. Yeah. And it's like, how much fun? Like, this is so cool. Like I was loving my job, Yeah, but then we'd had a bunch of college coaches yeah. at that time. So perfect. They just went to grad school. They left. It was, it was great. It was perfect. But then we started having careers. Like, and like, I remember the first time a coach said, I'm getting bored of doing group. I'm like, oh, it's like a shot to the heart. I'm like, what? You don't love my programming? I know, know, but it's like, (laughs) duh, of course you're going to get bored doing the same thing over and over and over again. Even if it's a new workout, but it's the same energy, Mm -hmm. same mindset. Same people, sometimes like... Yeah, same 530 group, whatever the the case is. And then building this, allowing them to go to one-on-one. Like, this is all, this is like years of processing and doing this. (laughs) And then finally moving into our building we're in now, Mm -hmm. where we can actually fit semi-private, yes. running at the same time as one-on-one, running at the same time as group because yeah. you didn't have the space. Three levels of group, yeah. yeah. So our footprint is around 13,000 square feet right now. If you include the outdoors, it's like 18,000. Uh, trainable square footage yeah. is 13,000. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, just we like to say that because it's, well, it's important. Context, to, yeah. It's really yeah. hard. We do it so much in our industries, like comparing the apples to oranges and feeling bad. It's right. like, no, no, no. We want to bring you into like the journey because who you become in the journey is the most important important part, yeah. I believe. Because I remember being at our second location with, uh, we had 6,000 
square yeah. feet of trainable space, 5,000 actually. Yeah. And we knew we wanted to do semi-private, but we held off Yeah, we could. because we didn't have a space for it. Yeah. And then what we had to do, side note, because we had a bunch of people in group, we had semi-private, but we were like, well, we have to, you know, you have to open a schedule up so people want to sign up, but then you, and then you have to allocate a coach to that. But if it's empty, who gets paid? Mm-hmm. Like, so then, anyways, this is like a whole business backside to this, but we had to offer all of our group coach or all of our group clients two free semi-private sessions Mm -hmm. to see if we could kind of move people into semi-private. And we ended up doing that. But the biggest feeder wasn't that. The biggest feeder was, hey, you've got a movement dysfunction showing up. Let's do a 3D assessment. We use that assessment to educate you, empower you, and build trust with you. Then that coach builds your first workout program and you go in feeling like a rock star because that new coach knows literally everything that you just said, which you honestly can't even say for most medical departments. Sorry. They barely pull a file on you half the time before they're asking you to regurgitate the same information. So like that was like a big moment of a win. And then it was like, okay, then we kind of found its people, its tribe, and then the people ebb and flow out of it. But some people love it and stay. Mm -hmm. And so the power of what we just talked through in the last 45 minutes is... Like here's, I want you to take us through the the ideal client journey real quick. But what we just told you from every one of the services is what we refer to as the ecosystem of services that we offer at Gemazo. And we advocate hard for this because of what it does to lifetime client value as well as retention. And the key thing is retention. Yes. So the cool thing about an ecosystem is it doesn't matter where you start. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Entry points are at every single spot except for G3. But... Every single spot. And that's the coolest thing about... So if someone does, isn't looking at a visual right now, like walk them through. If somebody brand new walks in, what, where, where are we directing them and how are they... How, what's a typical baby boomer walking in the door? How are they going to experience what we offer at Gymnasium? How Perfect. did we design it? Perfect. So let's say a baby boomer walks in and they want to do fitness. Yeah. We ask them a simple question at the front desk staff. Do you have any pain? How do you move? And like, oh, I move great. I feel great. Good. You go to group. Group level one. Group level, level one. That's where you start. And, you, and that's it. We, we, we don't even give options on going to two. Level one. We want people to start at the basic level and then from there get a workout underneath their belt because our, our movement is different. Our three-dimensional movement training is different. A lot of people just want to jump in, into two or the order of the case is like start with one, even higher level athletes. Start with one, get a feel for it, this is when we're doing a free session, and then you can go into the next tier, which is two, or the case is. Someone comes in, they have a little bit of movement pain, boom, movement assessment. You well, start we first. actually have a system. I'm pretty sure, like, correct me if I'm wrong, in real time, you have to do a movement assessment within X number of months of signing a membership with us. To clarify that. You can come in and do a group workout first under yeah. a trial package, Yes, which most people do. Yeah, I think this is important because people attract people with a good promotion. Get right. them going. Don't throw up a wall and say we have to screen you first and all this stuff. No, like You'll actually lose more people that way because it's just a higher barrier to entry. Right. So we've kind of said, okay, we want that quality, but we need to get them in kind of moving right. first. So once, it, once that promotion is over, which is yeah. just, it's just, a, it's just a good deal. Right? Yeah. 
And then once we become a member, then they have to do that movement assessment. Within, I think, a first month, I think we right. say. Because, right. you know, they have to find their schedule. They want to keep their, their routine. So we really just say, okay, like within this first 30 days, we don't do, um, you know, an application fee or whatever the heck that is. Because everyone feels like, things, yeah. are you kidding me? You're going to charge me 99 bucks for you to literally type in as you're talking to me five pieces of information. Yeah. Come on, what a ripoff. So we go, okay, that doesn't feel good to the customer. We'd rather rather get some them to spend some money in the first month setting us up for success with them so we can win them over long term. Well, they want that. Yeah. Who doesn't want to? Yeah. So we're, we do we've it. kind of adopted the mindset. We'll always lose money on a brand new client. Month one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to keep you for Years. 20 months, like pretty much for sure. And so, like, I think when I ran the numbers on this a while ago, it was, like, the average person spends, like, two and a half years with us. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, crazy. Like, that, that's huge. And then you figure out, like, that's, like, every person you land as a client is basically going to spend, like, six to $7,000 in your business. You got it. Like, I'll lose 100 bucks for that. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. But the ecosystem, anyway, so... So can I just, can I just do, maybe I'm just going to do this. Okay. Someone brand new walks in, we give them the trial. They get a chance to kind of figure out which level of training they should go into. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Thank you though. Okay. (laughs) Cause I want to talk about this because it's so awesome because it's how it's built. And from there, the one-on-one is, is a great thing because that's when they understand what they bring to the table. It's super important. People don't know that they have a dysfunction, a movement dysfunction walking through your doors. Everyone does. Everyone brings baggage to a relationship. That's the way it goes. So how, what do you do about it? You unpack it, you say it's there, and you work on it. Now, they can work on it themselves, or they can hire someone to work on it for them. And that's where you have this amazing opportunity to say, I think, you know what, you should go to group, but you shouldn't do just group. You should also do semi-private as well for two or three months, or do it two times a week forever whatever the case is. And it gives that client an amazing opportunity for them to invest in themselves and make their group last longer, their fitness last longer. It's all about sustainability. How do you keep someone working out for tomorrow, for the next day, for the next day, not just ripping them and killing them for that one day. It's not about working out harder, it's about working out smarter. So we have this option in that assessment to say, you should go to group. You're, you're dialed in. In fact, you should go to group level two. And in fact, I want you, I want you testing into group three in a month. It gives them a roadmap. I think that's why we have that big poster. Is that whole big poster in semi-private is, is what is your path to success? And from there, you get this opportunity, a one-on-one time to say from the movement assessment, you can go to semi-private. And some, some people stay in semi-private and just do semi-private and, mm-hmm. and they love it. But then we built even a, another little side thing where they can do semi-private and group in one membership. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's like, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. If I could restart Gym Nozzle all over again, everyone would do semi-private to some degree and group mm-hmm. versus at the way least it started, one time a week, at least or well, even once a month. Mm-hmm. You know, some sort of reset because group is so awesome, but it's it's not enough attention for the human body. Like just like you, you everyone takes their car in to get serviced eventually, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I the human body needs that needs that one on one touch point, at least not one-on-one, but that same kind of focus every now and again. And I, I think that's where we lose a lot from these uh, franchise fitness places. They just don't have it. Yeah. So they're going to churn through clients and coaches because it's boring yeah. to do that. So like 100%. T- today I started my session with a semi-private. 
Then I went to a group. Then I went to a one-on-one. Like I did three different hours of work and three different mentalities, three different ways of energy, three different ways of treating clients. And now you're doing podcasts. And I'm going to do podcasts. And I'm going to go back to group. Yeah. And I'm going to end my day with a semi-private. Awesome. What a great day. Yeah. Great day. Burnout zero. Excitement. Okay, so back to the client experience. So the way that we've orchestrated this, and we should put some graphics up here where you go like, you come in, you get your assessment, you go into exclusive, you go into semi-private, and then you enter into group. Um, And then people in group can kind of come back into different sessions as they need tuning up, as they, you know, yanked something, they were bouldering with their friend, they went on a big climb and they rolled their ankle and they want to come back. And, And we've saved so many people from falling off the bandwagon of fitness because we have something in place for them to to go to in the environment that they love. Yeah, that's the best part because they're going to get dinged. Your training is not perfect and their bodies do not operate perfectly. So what happens when it does happen? Yeah. Not if, when. And that's been, it's been huge. It's been absolutely huge. And I think we've mentioned this, you've mentioned this as well. Like we didn't really grow our membership that much. Yeah, there was one year where we literally doubled our income by only adding like 10% more people. It was insane. When I went back and looked at it, it was simply because we infused the ecosystem. And then we had like the assessment, we were pitching exclusives, and then we were proactively moving exclusives into semi-private. Like the goal of exclusive is to get them into semi-private where the value proposition is better for everybody. So like our coaches, it's like, well, we're going to move through exclusives, but we're going to try to get you to like 80% better. Semi-private will take you the rest of the way. And then Mm -hmm. if you choose to integrate back in a group and get more, uh, like lower prices and more social interaction, great. Or you can stay in semi-private because you just freaking love it. And you're like, I just feel amazing. Yeah, it's really, what I love about this job, quote unquote, is the more money we make, the Mm -hmm. more people we help. Yeah, it's just It's just like there's there's no extortion going on. It's just like we're not, there's, it's always a win-win. Yeah. Always a a win-win. And it's the ecosystem business model that I... I don't know. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think our clients would say the exact same thing for them to have access to Mm -hmm. that. Not everyone does it. We have a lot of people that just do group, but they know it's there because they see it. They literally see it. There's a summer project going on at the exact same time. There's a a movement assessment going on at the exact same time. Well, at least they've all done the movement assessment. So the coach had the opportunity to let them know. Yeah. And they get a personalized video on what they should do about their movement Oh, that's true. We should mention that with the 3D assessment that you get with us, part of it is we put together like a little homework video that we then you have lifetime access to around the issues and the dysfunctions that showed up. So for example, like a five minute pre-workout stretching sequence specifically for your body. Right. And that's that. And that's, that's money. And it's not a piece of paper. It's literally a video with audio, video, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, And it's literally custom every time. We actually tried. We tried to rubber stamp it. And CJ and I just looked at each other and was like, no. We just can't. We can't do it. Yeah. Um, but but that's a huge value. So it's like, welcome to Gymnazo here. Wow, let's take care of you. Let's analyze the hell out of your body. Let's connect, build trust. And then here's your own personal, like before bedtime or yeah. when you wake up or before the workout or after. Like here's what you specifically need to do to feel amazing. And it's like, what an amazing customer experience. At least we hope so, right? That's the goal. Yeah. 
Plus we have an intake form that they fill out at home that allows us to have time before the 3D assessment to kind of know what to look for. But yeah, I'm, you know, uh, uh, I love seeing like the back end of, uh, of um, buildings and places like that. Like I love to look at, see like how something's actually made. Mm-hmm. And when I look at our ecosystem, what's not, what's mostly impressive is the back end. Yeah. What clients don't see. And you know, if you want that in your business, then I, I highly recommend our multi-dimensional movement coaching program because it goes into the back end of yeah. all the things that have done the decade plus that Payne and I have been bantering back and forth. To I mean, seriously, you know, that's yeah. what I love about our relationship, you know, is that we don't agree on things. We are literally opposites. Yes, and, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. And that's I, that's been a huge value mm-hmm. for the case is. And this podcast table has been a bit of a therapy t- table at times too. And I, it's been actually fun, truly. And it's um, to understand how that all works into a coursework that is, has personal coaching in it um, is something that we're really proud of. And if you want to check that out, check it out in the show notes. Um, but it's really transforming a lot of trainers' lives. And it's exactly what we have done over the decade plus. Yeah, without the all the twists and turns, it's sort of like you know how, like the journey goes. Like there's twists, turns, there's boulders, there's like crazy things that you're obstacling or going over obstacles, and then all of a sudden, like someone can look back and go, "Oh, if we would have just gone from A to B, right. you could have." Total bird's eye view. Yeah. yeah, and so we we put that into a into a coaching program for people. Yeah, so. That's all I have to say on it. Yeah, so that's our episode wrapping up there on what we mean when we talk about the ecosystem and how it can be a huge advantage to customers, to the owners of the operation, really getting to higher leverage, higher value, retention, better lifetime value, and coaches. Like, and it really creates a career path and different levels. And like, it's just been really powerful across all those kind of three demographics you really have to pay attention to. Yeah to run a good business. And so that's what we get excited about. And we're not done. I mean, we still have specialty classes that come in and, and keep it fresh and, and we're doing all sorts of stuff and developing even our own piece of equipment, which will be super exciting to unveil. At I some think point. that was the first public launch you just gave right there. I get really excited about that. If you're still listening, like welcome, <laughs> to, welcome to the insider circle there. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a good moment. Um, but yeah, that's what we've built at gymnasium. We're really proud of it. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your fitness-obsessed friends and peers who are also navigating this world of fitness and trying to succeed through the trends and misinformation. As you guys can see, this podcast is basically a masterclass for trainers wanting to level up in their coaching skills and their fitness business model. We launched this in 2020 because you and your fitness tribe deserve to see an unfiltered look at all the aspects of what it takes to stand out as a next generation coach and build a successful fitness business. So share it far and wide. And please, when you do, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this screen and share it to your social media accounts and use the hashtag gymnasio podcast. That's hashtag gymnasio podcast. That way we can see you and share your post with our audience. And finally, when you're ready to go to the next level as a coach or in your business and to reach more people, please go check out gymnasioedu.com. We have put together the best 90-day coaching program on the market for trainers wanting to become a masterful practitioner and build a business that gives them the freedom and impact. So let us help you do just that. 
We have online training and one-on-one coaching to guide you through a full 90-day certification. We even get you training our clients live because it's always better to work out your kinks on someone else's clients than yours. But we promise you this, your clients will be blown away by the transformation our program will help you make. You'll be masterful at a whole new level and part of an incredible community of coaches worldwide taking their skills to the next level. So if you thought today's episode had some fire to it and inspired you to take action, wait until you see what we deliver on this program. So just go to gymnasioedu.com and we'll see you on the other side. Remember that turning your passion for fitness into transformation and sustainable business is critical to reaching the people and lives you were put on earth to help. It matters and truly can make an impact in other people's lives. So I hope you do that. Keep sharing your passion and we'll talk to you soon.